All right, welcome back to the uh, Caddyshack podcast. This is uh, episode number three. Uh, so I hope everyone's enjoying the series so far. And uh, we kind of intended to talk about stuff on the last episode, ran out of time. So we're just going to dig right into it. Like the whole subject, the marketplace, we've mentioned this thing so often. Uh, and it is kind of like that linchpin in your relationship with the cloud service providers. But uh, maybe we'll break it down a little bit and just spend this episode just getting into it. So, um, Barlos, I'll start with you. So, uh, you know, like, let's just start at the top. Like, what is the marketplace? Why? Would oh, anyone I, do- I, I love this question. I love this question so much because I get this question so many times from so many people on a daily basis. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, so marketplace is AWS's way of selling uh, third-party products uh, like partners in a place similar to Amazon.com, Amazon proper, where you can just go in there, find what you want and kind of buy it. Uh, and then they've, it's kind of morphed into uh, the online portion being a catalog. And then where most of us partners live is with the MPPO program, which stands for Marketplace Private Offer. And uh, the MPPO program allows us to basically transact and use the marketplace as uh, a credit card at the end of a transaction when you're picking like, hey, where do you want to, how do you want to pay for this thing? You can either click on Visa, MasterCard, ACH, or Marketplace. Uh, and just, just so we can level set and go through what the process looks like. So uh, we create, as a partner, we create a, uh, a link, um, an MPPO link after we've uh, negotiated price and all of that goes along with it using the AWS account number of the, uh, the customer. The customer uh, gets sent an email with what they're buying, you know, the EULA, uh, whether it's the standard EULA or that customer, that, that partner's EULA. They click the link. The link goes into the AWS uh, uh, system. The customer sees what is going to be put on their account. They agree to it, that they're willing to pay for it either one time per month or in multiple installments or subscription. And then it goes back. And from that point on, they see the partner spend or bill on their bill at the end of the month. And they have to, they, they can't really break it out. They have to pay it all, out all at once. Uh, and then uh, the process after that is the partner gets paid. Uh, uh, and then we go from there. So it's a wonderful way of doing things. The way yeah. that I talk about uh, uh, marketplace to people who don't really understand it though, is I will tell them, look, marketplace is like Walmart. You get into marketplace you're going to be that one chamois, that car chamois that's in the back <laughs> left-hand corner that's just sitting there that if someone just happens to walk by, they might grab. So it's it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm in marketplace. Money, 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 money. I'm writing money. Thank you. Yeah. It's not like that. It's exactly like that. Walmart. You're in the back of Walmart. Now that's great. Someone can buy you, but that's it. So that's yeah. that's my idea, marketplace. So then I, I think you caught it. I have an analogy I use very similar to yours, but uh, you know, like if I walk out the block and I go left, there's a coffee shop and they make great coffee, but it's cash only. But I could go a couple blocks the other way and there's a Target with the Starbucks inside and they take like all kinds of forms of payment, you know, Apple Pay, Google Pay, cash, credit card. And so then it's to the consumer. Here's where we're getting. Like, I know this visa I have for my Amex gives me mileage points or travel points or cash back. And there's a benefit to me, you know, for doing that. And it doesn't cost me anything different, right? Because, you know, Starbucks didn't charge me the same whether I pay cash or credit, but then there's benefits for me. So I'll lead you and Brett, like, you know, I, the why. 
Like, why do companies want to do this? Why do buyers want to buy things this way? Um, you know, help fill in the blanks for folks. That's an easy one, right? That's that's for exactly where I go to. You know, it's for me, it's it's as much about the consumer as it, as it is for me as an organization that it's it's very mature, right? It, there's, there's a lot of differences that, than traditional marketplaces, you know, quote unquote. I mean, the financial benefits that the customer gets there. That's why I do it. The competitive differentiators. That's that's why we do it. You know, and and we even as an organization, we we you know. EDP enterprise discount program. We, we are card carrier for EDP. We drive ISV purchase through marketplace and these complexities that if people aren't used to on this call are just part of the maturity model of, you know, the transaction platform that is marketplace. So why? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's for compensation for the sellers. It's the, um, the financial incentives for the companies that we want to work with that helps me change the, the narrative. In the conversation from a very salesy, traditional one, here's my great technology, here's why you want to buy it here, but here's how it can actually impact your financial obligations to somebody like AWS, you know, and then last and, you know, biggest part of that too, of course, is is, is for our our own accord and the way that we grow and how important it is for me. So that's my why, right? Those are my three primary whys, consumer, partner, sellers. And, you know, that's where we focus a lot of our activities. And we evangelize that too, you know, as an organization to the sellers, to the companies that we work with. And it's a, it's a pretty interesting play that, you know, until this last couple of years, I'd say the two things that I saw that I thought that were really fun and and winning opportunities. And and we, and we exercise this all the time. Number one, I've had more conversations with the CFO in the last few years than I have in my entire career in security and sales. So I think that's a pretty significant change in the dynamic of, you know, selling and, and, and alliances. And I think number two is the, um, again, the, the kind of financial maturity incentives that, that come behind that. I think they're so important when it comes to, you know, going to market and, and making changes. So that's, that's again, my, that's, those are my whys. Yep. I've seen a ton with that. Yeah. Um, uh, similar question, but let's just say you, you're like, I got to do this. And then we've talked about why in the APN, the partner network and, like why you got to go do this and and how it kind of sets the tone. And I think in the last episode, I talked about revenue and early on as a, you know, a, a partner or an a independent software vendor that's building that partnership with AWS, like, like revenue, right? So your consumption, one of those C's or mm-hmm. co-sell and marketplace fits right into co-sell. <clears throat> And really, that's the only way that AWS is going to see revenue. So if I'm trying to pump the numbers, one is my spend, which I can't control. The other is I can actually start driving revenue and doing that. So I think the segue is now you've made this decision. You know it's important. You're going to do it. Um, actually, I'll tee this up. I was speaking at an AWS Marketplace Sellers event last week. I had this heckler in the front row. Oh. Ask me a question. I I switched to Q and A, and I got this heckler in the front row. But he asked a really good question, so I'll flip it. I'll ask the question he asked, and he can answer it. So the question was, "Hey, way back in the beginning, like, how did you sell this to the business? Right? This touches finance, operations. Uh, You're literally like, if you only accepted cash, and now you're accepting credit cards." There's a whole apparatus, machines, portals, like there's, that's different, right? You don't get your cash right then. You have to deal with, you know, invoicing and billing that comes out of. So like, awesome question. Like, Marlos, how did I answer that from my experience? Or have you seen that in the past? I think, Brett, you probably have, you've been a long time marketplace seller. You've had to have had those conversations. Like, how does that go? What do you do? 
What's the selling points? Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's, this is a common, common problem that most cats that we see uh, have is selling things to the C-suite in general, but marketplace especially, you know, the, uh, the start-off percentage for AWS when you're a starting partner that hasn't been established yet and you're trying to go in and you're not in any of the programs to help you with reducing that percentage, it starts off at a decently high rate. I won't go into how much, but it's a decently high rate. And trying to get your CFO to, to sign off on like, what, I'm going to lose how much for going to the, the marketplace? I think that becomes almost a non-starter if you go at it that way. But the way that I went about it with my company that I work at, uh, at Yellow Break, it's, it was, uh, we had a customer that came to us, and this is, I think, pretty common. We had a customer that came to us and said that, look, I like your product, but I want to buy it on market. And uh, we had to, at that point, jump and be like, all right, well, how are we going to get a marketplace? And we, we kind of did it that way, but we still had to get over that in, initial uh, uh, that initial cut that AWS takes. But the way that I explain it to most people uh, and to the CFO is uh, that cut, especially in the first year, needs to be looked at as more of a branding and marketing uh, uh, expense rather than a financial expense. And the reason being, it it allows you, like you're saying, with uh, when you spend a dollar on marketplace, AWS has a report on your company that uh, that everyone looks at every week. And it, and the first thing that they're going to look at when you reach out to like uh, a Chris Cruz or Rachel or any of the senior managers, and I've had this happen in the last couple of weeks, is how much does your your company spend on marketplace? The first time I reached out to Stephen Orban and I said, hey, Stephen, I want to talk to you. This is, of course, before he jumped ship, but uh, he said, uh, he said, Barless, how much are you spending on Marketplace? And he looked it up right then and there. And that's how he set value to my company was by being able to look at that. It doesn't matter how much you have an ace or how much you say you close things. So that's not a bad thing. But Marketplace is the actual revenue that AWS is judging your importance to them on. And so if you decide not to go through marketplace, then your revenue is a rumor. If you do go to marketplace, your revenue is a guaranteed understandable thing because they're the ones that are taking in all the money and distributing it to you. So to answer your question, why should a CFO care? It's because this is the billboard that says, this is how much money we're spending to everyone at AWS. And that's the only way they have to really understand that. So right. yeah. It's an I heard a couple, no. and I'll echo because I heard a couple important things there, right? In this case, you're talking to the highest level finance person or your CFO, and you are trying to kind of describe why this matters to the partnership. Uh, the signal for me was the exact same. Buyer, my, my sellers were coming to me. They're like, hey, can we sell through the AWS marketplace? And I was like, I don't know. Let me go figure that out, right? So like the signal came from the customer saying, hey, do you, do you accept Amex, right? Like it came from that. So like be responsive and listen. So I heard that too. Um, I also heard that like the financial wizardry, like we had to go through that too. Like the listing fees are what they are. And there's a, you know, sometimes there's a partner involved. Sometimes we're selling direct, right? And there's just, it is what it is. There's margins involved, but like how you put that margin as maybe a sales expense versus a cost of goods sold, like those are actually really important, but you have to understand those because, you know, I always say if you're talking to your CFO or your economic buyer, even internally, 
you have to speak in economic terms. Like that's what they understand. So if you want to get them to do anything, got to speak in their language, right? Uh, any other levers? I have a couple, but Brett, I, I cut you off. Like what else were you thinking <clears throat> lever to have that conversation or the value or, or why? So the, you know, they, echoing a lot, a lot of the same sentiments, right? Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's an investment for sure. Like I want to be on those lists and it's, that's how you pay to get on those lists. That's how I look at internally the marketplace to it. It's also the area that for me incentivizes the sellers. I'm, when I'm executing there, that's a hat trick, right? With all the competencies and marketplace and massive accelerator for bias back to the account seller. So, and so that's where my, you know, trying to bring my vision into like a CFO or some of the other leadership teams is that it's, that it's not, you got to not, it's the long game. So don't look at the single transaction. What that means, you, you just paid for another opportunity that your normal cost of acquisition would cost you that much more or more to get into it with one of these AWS sellers. We did a great deal that it, it came down. So two deals that I kind of use as a good example, million dollars in revenue for us, right? And, you know, I, I don't care about this percentage is that percentage of revenue because, you know, I think one we, we've said a couple of times before is, you know, uh, you know, what's, 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 I don't know, 5% of, of zero, zero, Not yeah, freaking zero. Right. So that, that's a big one too. So it's, we wouldn't have had to deal without it, you know, and that's why we want to go to marketplace because it gives us leverage in that regard. And then, the, you know, the other side of it is really that long game is that, all right, we just had this win. They're like, oh yeah, that hurt. And we transacted because of the marketplace. And we, our particular is, is very special because it's, we only do, CPPO transactions, right? So that's a pretty, that's a heavy margin game that we have to really kind of reconcile with our teams. Say, why the hell are we doing this? And the answer is, well, is what CPPO? Because for those that don't sorry. understand all consulting, the acronyms, consulting yeah, acronym monster. Come on, acronym man. monster. So uh, yeah, so there's an ISV, right? And the, what's an ISV? The, the, I, I said on the last episode. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We covered that. So CPPO, yeah. So that's that's where you're working with, you know, a, a consulting partner, an SI that will bundle your deal and drive it through marketplace together. So, and for a seller, you're actually hitting more MBOs internally. For What's an MBO? Time. Meaningful business objective. If you don't know what MBO <laughs> is, you shouldn't be doing business anyway. So um, I actually get asked that question at least once a week. What's an MBO? From people at AWS and partners. No, they're asking what are your MBOs, right? No, they're asking what does MBO stand for? My MBOs are just to be good looking. Have you figured out what what it stands for yet? I mean, I can coach you on that anytime you want some help, you know. Meaningful business objectives. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, so when you do those, you pull off a hat trick, right? If you're in the right competencies and transactions and stuff. So that, obviously that's very important. Um, the, you know, from, from the, let's say again, like your KPIs and things like that with the organization and why you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it incentivizes, it puts you ahead of the game. It's, it's a long game of like, all right, we just did this one, but that account manager has like, you know, like a fidelity or something like that. They got all these other accounts that you want to get into. And now you've just extended your workforce. Your sales force just gets so much bigger there, but there, uh, but there's a lot to it, right? There's so many different areas you can go down to why marketplace, not only for internally for ourselves. I mean, there's a whole strategy behind that, right? You know, EDP burned down and, and bigger commitments and, and, you know, it directly impacts my fees when I go transact. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot that crosses over there, but yeah, it's yeah. a challenge. I'm not going to lie. It's a challenge every day. And, and, and honestly, like it's it's on the sellers. You have to do a lot of enablement, educating the sellers, putting themselves in shoes, yeah. like mind blown. You know, both I call it partnership utopia, but also my sellers understood this. Like, could you imagine AWS selling something into our Lacework account and you get paid commission because AWS sold to your account? Can you imagine that? You'd like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what we're doing for them, right? Like put yourself in their shoes. Like 
how likely are you to make a friend at AWS just by helping retire their quota by transacting this way? And by the way, your buyer kind of wants to do it too, the leverage from the EDP, whatever. Um, I'll give another tactic. It's a personal example here is uh, we're small. We were a small software company, you know, when I started and got us into the marketplace almost three years ago. And, uh, you know, we had a small finance team, a small accounts payable, accounts receivable team. And at the time we didn't have a CFO, we had a VP of finance. And, you know, I realized like buyers wanted to buy more flexible. They wanted to buy through the marketplace, but they also wanted flexibility. And just like maybe the cash versus credit card example, what if they wanted monthly installments instead of cash up front? And we sold to a lot of other small and medium businesses where cash is king. In our macroeconomics, that's definitely true right now. So if you want that deal, we'd be in situations where we wanted to sell the one year SaaS upfront contract. We send you an invoice for $120,000 and you send me that, that, you know, that money back in yeah. 30 days, right? But the reality was we were maybe going to lose deals, but it wasn't making it any easier for my seller to get to yes. So, you know, again, in the reasons for doing this, I just got the company and it made a lot of sense. And even to this day, three years later, if you want to buy lacework in a flexible monthly, quarterly, whatever, like the only way we, the answer is yes, absolutely. But we only do that through the marketplace. So yeah. it did redirect and force deals through that mechanism. But the seller knew, again, like I always say, this is their tool belt and they got all these negotiating tools in there, hammers and screwdrivers. Like this was one other thing. Like, hey, I know $120,000 is a lot of money. Would it be easier if we just broke it into 10K a month? Oh, I'd love that. That'd get the deal done. And a negotiation you give to get something. If you can do this by the end of the month today, right? We could probably do that. Quick change, send out the marketplace offer. We both win the business, customer's happy. Again, it helps my partnership. AWS is happy. Uh, and I think that whole full circle, but that was an example even to this day that helped me do a lot of deals just by say, getting to yes faster, making this easier. My sales team loves that, right? Because they can get to yes. It may be not be on all their deals, but again, imagine three-year deals, 36-month payments, like just, just getting an extra year in the contract by being more flexible. You could get really creative with this, but even to this day, that's been a super helpful thing. And the pitch back to finance was you're not going to exponentially grow your cash collections and chase invoices and build invoices at the scale that we're going to grow our business. So yeah. I've got a unique solution that puts all that work and all that accounting onto AWS. By the way, they bill the customer, they collect the money, and then they just pay us through a distribution. That sounds magical to kind of a finance team, right? When they're thinking about scaling too, right? And yeah, I'll also, also make sure just, just one thing on that point is to understand that AWS is going to get paid all up front, the, the account seller, when you close that deal. That AWS sales rep is going to, if, if your ISV accelerates, uh, then you're going to get paid 1% or 3% based on whether you bring it or don't bring it. We'll get into that later. But yeah. the marketplace itself, the entire contract for that year is what's going to be reduction. And they're going to yep. see that instantly. The full ACV. And if it's a multi-year deal, that carries to the next year, right? Yeah. That whole TCV <laughs> eventually gets to them. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that that only that only matters in enterprise. Just you know, yep. not in SMB and startup because the, the money yep. goes to the next year's team. But yeah, yep. the you know that's I, I think those are they're great. Like I feel like even coming in here as fast as I was able to move and push, you know, did you know, millions in the first quarter. 
after coming on board. Um, you know, a lot of that's that's because of my experience. I, 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 well, I think about you know where like the people like they're going to listen to this, right? You know, people starting from ground zero, they don't know all these things like that. Like using it as a as a new financial you know consumption tool, using it yep. to to accelerate opportunities because of the maturity of marketplace or what EDP burndowns looks like. Or I think that my favorite my favorite win this year. Um, which just blew away my sellers. First thing they've ever done before, but you know, again, the, kind of the power of marketplace um, uh, negotiation, negotiation. Like even in the TEI report that's out right now, uh, I mean, I can speak to that in a big freaking deal, multi-million dollar deal, multi multiple years that we went through. And the 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 number one thing that my seller came back to me and said, I can't. This I've never had this happen before. I went to the table for a single negotiation. Instead of four or five, right, with procurement, and in in one sit down, we worked it all out. And they didn't want to over negotiate. They they didn't want to make a negative impact to the benefit of the burn down of like the EDP and 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 the ease of use of going through marketplace and didn't have to do a bunch of. Oh, there's no yeah. procure, there's no. It blows the seller's mind the yeah, first time he, they go through this. He's like, just save, just save me two months, two months yeah. in the sales cycle for in a, in a deal this big. We're talking multi million dollar deals, you know this, yeah. this you know long sales cycle and. For that, that was like, it just, he's like, I get it. Now I I'm get it. I'm a believer. How many of them become believers? They come back to you later. They're like, I'm all in marketplace yeah. for all my deals. They become oh, a yeah. believer. Believers, right? not believers, right? We're not yeah. talking just. <laughs> you're, 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 a believer, you're a deeper <laughs> fanboy. I get it. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I had, I mean, I think, who is it? And remember a, to, well, I was also going to say, to follow that up, remember, you're if you're doing this right, like the top ISVs are chaining co-sell with marketplace and these motions are tied together they're not mutually exclusive and in many ways they don't they're not the same like i'll have a lot of sellers say oh well i don't want to register that deal because it's not in the marketplace i was like nah we're way past that i mean we'll get into the isv accelerate stuff but but like in many ways like they're kind of they're, they're not connected yeah i'd like all deals to run through the marketplace but guess what that's not our right. decision. It's not AWS's decision. It's the buyer's decision. Buyer. It's and our I, job to go help them understand the values for them, why they'd want to do this. And heck, there's actually, we can talk about it. There's other teams like the customer advocate team. They care too. They're happy to go educate the customer on what the value it is for them, what the timing, all that private stuff that I should never know. Go have that conversation. You know, right? I, I love that you push for that too, because you know I, I had a leader previously that would tell me that, you know, marketplace isn't my job. Bullshit. Like I had so much more wins. If you can advocate for that, you get bias from the sellers. You get educating the customer just to say, like you said, Hey, there's more, more than one way to buy. You don't have to pay me annually. You know, we, we've got some other flexible options for you. And if, and if we don't bring those up, then, you know, if, if AWS isn't already involved, you're just, you're, you're leaving money on the table. You're leaving options for, you're not being customer obsessed. So in my opinion, I love to talk about, CPPO and MPPO, and even with the customer, you know, I, I've recruited, I recruited six different organizations and brought them into as, as CPs, brought them into the CPPO program because yep. of the benefits to the customer. And we won over and over and yep. over again. So, and, and last, just to put one last point about the naysayers, right? I, I think well, I've, I've had a couple of those for sure. Like you said, that why would I want to work with these guys? They're just cloud, right? They're just another colo. They're just colo in the cloud, right? Like, no, it's, it's different, right? You know, they, they've changed in the world as we know it. We can Netflix and chill now, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's substantial. And I, the, one of my favorite use cases was a guy that, that I worked with, a really good seller, but didn't believe in AWS and, yeah. and he was in South Texas. So he thought everything was an Azure shop. I'm like, just, just go with me on a couple of these journeys. Just, just follow <laughs> me through. Let's see how this yeah. works out. And when I left, 
every transaction he had, his entire book of business was directly connected to AWS and he was just killing his goals. I'll write oh. it. There's a, there's a whole podcast on seller enablement that, that oh, all those conversations, we've had hundreds of those, but that, that is your business and all intents and purposes. I'm an overlay to the tip of the spear. I call it. My sales team is the tip of the spear. Like well, I'm me, here to make them successful, make it easier, all that stuff. I'd, yeah. I'd, like, to, I'd like to take it back to uh, the conversation you guys were having just saying, because I think you brought something up that's really very important to maybe not to guys that have been around the block or any established, but for anyone who's listening, pay attention. Like if you don't get anything out of this podcast, this is important. Um, I hear and see this over and over and over again, only in new partners, not anybody else that they have a misunderstanding of the difference between ACE and marketplace. <laughs> ACE and marketplace are two different things. Just because it goes into ACE, now listen to me again, just because <laughs> it goes into ACE doesn't mean it has to go through marketplace. You don't have to pay the percentage. So don't not do something in ACE because you think you're going to have to take it through marketplace. Mm-mm. Put everything you can into ACE that is a viable deal that's going to close within the AWS environment. Because Pipeline, not, revenue. Yeah, yeah, those are two different things. And I, I just, I have to say that over and over again because I constantly have heard this from so many CEOs that I've talked to like, oh, I, I don't want to put things in ACE because then they're going to make me put it through marketplace. Yeah. And I don't have a marketplace listing, so I just don't want to do it, or I don't want to put that percentage. And I, I just have to explain this so many times to so many yeah. people. I think it's the most common qu- conversation yeah. I used to have. Yeah. Ace and marketplace are two different things. So please put everything you can into Ace. Yeah. That's yeah, your or, or, or I get the one like, AWS. but they're primarily in Azure, and they only have a little bit of AWS. Like, why would we? Yeah, I was like. Yeah. What, you, you won't take all the help you can get in the deal? Like, how, yeah, how does that make exactly. sense? I've won deals <clears throat> just ace, because ace, of that. Ace, ace, ace. Yeah, okay. I mean, I've, I've won deals exactly because of that. But yeah, a great point. Ace, put your pipeline in there. Make sure it's qualified opportunity. Don't just fill it with junk. You know, yeah, but, but 100%. I don't care. Here. All Azure on-prem. I've, I've won million-dollar deals when with an AWS customer that only spent 100 bucks a month. So to keep it rolling, we know, like, look. This isn't, I'm, I'm with you. This isn't amazon.com. No one's throwing stuff in the checking account or in the shopping cart and checking out. Like maybe that happens. It, it probably not. Maybe a free trial. That's a way maybe to kind of buy 1,000 end users. Look, even, even I've talked, like they do drive stuff, but it's still intent, right? I'm driving marketing campaigns to like fulfill this way, right? But it's, it's usually not just people just like showing up, looking at the storefront and like clicking by, right? That being said, those, those, fees are pretty high. Like, and I, this is not unique. Like, I mean, like the truth is if I spend with my register, you know, or my credit card at Target, like there's Visa, MasterCard, they all have different merchant fees for that. This is kind of the same way, but like, again, remember I'm handing off a lot of the billing fulfillment, chasing money. Like there's value Invoicing. in that. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, all there's value in that for us to it. not do that stuff. Right. Much easier to sit in the mailbox and uh, look, there goes that distribution right into our account. That's very different. So my point is, is like, look, we all know from experience, there are tactics to go from that fee for just drive by to even your first MPPOs where you're not established, you're not in the right programs, right? You haven't earned the right to get lower listing fees. There are ways to actually bring your listing fees down as an ISV. I'll give away the first one. We can probably just go around. 
the first one is actually based on your consumption. So like, yep. it's not a mystery, but the more you spend, the bigger your EDP, your enterprise discount, your PPA, the listing fees are directionally proportional with how much you actually commit to AWS. So that's one. Any others that you guys can think of? No, uh, deal size. It's interesting that you, you know, just brought up that one. Because over over under. So over under on a million bucks is a big one too, right? So that, that's yeah. the next one. Good point. Yep. Big deals, it's a lower fee by two yep. points usually. Smaller deals, bigger fee, you know, so yep. concentrate on, tr- concentrate on bigger deals if you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me, me and uh, me and my PM just talked about that yesterday with exactly that, the, the EDP. We don't have an EDP yet because we don't have yep. our spending down, but uh, EDP drops it down significantly. The other one is ISV Accelerate as well. So Perfect. getting into yep. ISV Accelerate drops you down to half what the beginning fee is. Yep. So that mm-hmm. that's nice. All right. New versus renewal right? Net new deal, renewal deal. So like another tactic for some companies, it wasn't for me that easy for financial reasons, but for a lot of companies, like start with renewals, like that might be really easy. Also, you can then engage the AWS seller to help you protect your renewal, but renewal fees are cheaper than new business fees. Yeah, Um, you're right. And only only if you have an EDP. And especially, yeah. Right. But, but it is a great way to start. Like we, we definitely implemented that tactic, that strategy before, and it's a carrot. You know, it helps you get with the sellers and say, hey, this is this is, you know, uptick renewal. Drive the, let's help, you know, help me drive this through marketplace. Maybe there's a credit you can give them. Maybe there's something else to accelerate the deal. And then, of course, uh, what's the rest of your book of business look like? Right. So, it's <laughs> you, gotta, you know, yeah. you got to get into those motions and start yeah. getting your seller connected and account mapping and things like that. We talked about it even one before, like APN Global Startup. That's a nomination based yeah. program like ISV Accelerate. In the details there, there's some perks for marketing development funds, and there's also difference in listing fees. So that's another thing. Talk to your PDM, talk to the ISMs. Like those are also things that like they're going to want to see you give to get that that nomination. But like if you're doing the stuff we've been talking about, this is how you start climbing the partner ladder. These are all the little programs, and it's going to help you with maybe some of those fees uh, and some of those things. And, and honestly, maybe unique for me, but like by the time I got to lace work, it didn't take long. We, we were spending a bunch of money on AWS. We didn't have an EDP, but we were over the thresholds to get one. Yeah. And I was like, not my job, but guess what? Let's go talk. And I broke <laughs> my CFO and I negotiated and I was in it and working with our IT team to go put our first EDP in place self-serving, I wanted our listing fees down. But guess what? So did the CFO. So it was a win-win for both of us, right? And a win-win for our sellers. And this is actually where I'm headed. Seller side, like the big buzzword, like seller marketplace conference was comp neutrality. Comp neutrality. Oh, that's the dirty little secret. I mean, there's a lot of tactics. So look, three years later, my sellers aren't comp neutral. I'm still driving multiple millions of dollars of transactions. My sellers take a small hit for it, like out of their commissions, out of our bookings revenue. I'll get over it eventually, like when it makes sense, but like it just never really. So I had to sell around that. So we could talk about that later. But like, what is comp neutrality? Why is this such a big subject? Why does it show up in all of AWS's best practices and required in some of their programs? Like, what's it all about? Yeah, you know, I actually had some great conversations and a ton of experience over the years dealing with this specifically in all different levels, right? For di- three different ISVs, three different ideas, three different blockades, and 
um, like, a, you know, having talking to like a Jill Espinosa, right? Like big master on the CPPO team and her kind of talking even to my strategists about what is, what is the best look like, right? What is like, how did CrowdStrike do it? How do, how did AlertLogic do it? How do these big monsters and marketplace do it? And, you know, best practices says you got to practice comp neutrality, you know, trying to put, try to take it, you know, use it as a, a decelerator against your sales force is a bad thing. You know, you're not going to build the relationships that you want to get to that golden goose that we're all trying to get to. And the same thing for even partners to see, see the same thing, right? We try to drive, it just doesn't work. You can't push marketplace fees to consulting partners or distro and stuff. It just goes over like a lead balloon. So it's like, well, we, we want to do it as a better together, but we found best practices is just, you just got to embed that margin and it costs to do business, right? It yeah. Just- and it, go- it goes without saying, we didn't say it, but like my example of going to star, you know, Starbucks and paying with my credit card, Starbucks <laughs> doesn't charge me for more for that. Like that's just, don't do that. Like price your solution the same, whether they paid with cash or credit card, like that's just a bad thing. So I can't let that go, but like Barla's same question to you, uh, that Brett just answered, like, you know, Comp neutral is, is such an awesome thing. You know, I, um, there was a, when, when I was an ISM, there was a very large, I won't, I won't say which partner it is, but there was a very large partner that, um, that, uh, went directly. They didn't want to go through the marketplace. Uh, they still don't want to go through the marketplace, but the way that they kind of did that was, oh, we'll go through the marketplace if our sales reps and the customer is okay with it. And they would take uh, they would take the entire fee directly out of the commission of the salesperson. They say, "Hey, look, we can take it to the marketplace, uh, but you're going to have to eat the eat this whatever percentage it is." And nothing went through the marketplace. But that was their strategy, right? That they yeah. wanted AWS to say, "Yeah, we're available in the marketplace," but then it would never go through the marketplace. And that you know it didn't it didn't work out too terribly bad for them, but. At the end of the day, I think um, right now, after what Ruba Borno, Worldwide Head of Partners, has said that she would like to have uh, uh, as much go through marketplace as possible so that we can all have this drive to marketplace. And what Chris Cruz is saying right now, which is uh, ISBA is definitely a step in the direction of being a, a great partner, but the first one should be marketplace. I think all of these things are, are leading to the, to the same thing. Marketplace is here, here to stay. And the best way to make that happen is to make it comp neutral. And we're at Yellow Brick actually doing not only comp neutral, but we're also doing comp positive. So we're kind of incentivizing our sales staff for an extra kick. Like, hey, take this through marketplace if the customer's okay with it. And we'll yep. give you an extra spiff. Like, we'll give you an extra $500 cash. Yeah. And, and honestly, that that's that's a great tactic, out. especially to get it started, to get the, yeah. you know, the plumbing going. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last, but at least... Yeah. To get That's over my that point. hump of yep. hey, let's teach you what this looks like. So you, you know, oh, the marketplace—it's not a scary thing anymore, and it becomes yep. an automatic thing. And I, I also like to, having said that, uh, I'd also like to, uh, and I know you, you and Brett are really good at both of this. Uh, I'm not so good at it yet, but the the thing of making sure that uh, sellers aren't scared and everyone is trained on marketplace and bringing it up at the very beginning of a conversation when AWS brings you a deal and they say, Hey, we'd like to do this. Like at what point would you talk about marketplace? I know the answer, but I want to hear from yeah. you guys. And yeah. uh, for a, a, a PO, a, a partner offer, and it's being brought to AWS. At what point would you guys bring up marketplace? Uh, if Early we can enough. hear that from you guys. Yeah. So like, 
like the, the magical AOs, Amazon originated or sourced or, you know, those deal regs, uh, like, man, if you're not closing that deal through the marketplace, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Like that goes yep. without saying, if they're going to bring you anything, do the right thing. You yep. know, that's going to help the seller retire quota, go do that. Like whatever you have to. Now, again, it's always up to the buyer, but like you have a lot to influence in that. Second is, um, I think early and often, and I've seen this in the evolution of our sellers, we went from like 10 or 15 sellers to over a couple hundred now. Um, you know, you have to catch them at different. I, I mean, a tactic I now realized worked out pretty good was I inserted myself right into the new hire training. So every new hire training, guess what? I'm doing a session. Guess what I'm talking about, right? And I'm, I'm getting into them early. They dig in one ear, out the other, drinking from the fire hose, whatever analogy, but like they still remember. And I say the only takeaway is like, remember my name, remember kind of what me and the team do, like reach out to us when you actually have a deal that's qualified. I'll walk you through that. And then certainly in the marketplace, most of these sellers kind of understand this now. It's less foreign than maybe it was a couple of years ago. But I think the answer is you have to go ask. And so, you know, I bring this back to probably Brett and I, it, I've, we've been in several deals where one of the things we educated the seller on was just go ask about cloud budgets. Yep. Because we're a security technology and security sometimes has a finite budget. And this doesn't, this isn't true for all companies, but I'll say you never know unless you ask, right? And so many times we'll get to a point where like, there's no budget for any more security or their budget's tapped out or whatever. The cloud is different, right? Mm -hmm. This is usually where they run their business, where they're building their revenue generating things. It's where that EDP and that consumption is tied to. Well, guess what? Sometimes buying through the marketplace bypasses procurement, sometimes bypasses budgets, and sometimes lands up in this really big cloud budget that they have. And we have won many deals and expanded deals just because we transacted that through the marketplace. So another benefit, sometimes to the buyer, certainly to us, the seller, like all of those things have come true. But how would you know that unless your sellers know that, how would they know that unless you're proactively educating and reaffirming, building enablement, you know, whatever you're work, you know, enablement program is build a simple video that just explains this, that maybe a new hire training, or they have to go through this content when they get onboarded. I think that makes a lot of sense too. Uh, I like that. Yeah. I could put like a little Toonly animated series together or something fun like yeah. that. Sure. Yeah. Enablement is key. You're right. I like, I like, that's a brilliant idea. I love. Oh, I had a today, by the way. Nice. Yeah. But you know, having the, um, uh, yeah, hit, hitting them on the, on, you know, on your onboarding. Yeah. New. That's great. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like the you know, early and often, same thing. I said, that's what I say. All my slides, all my enablement early and often, early and often. You would never have like a lot of my sellers, you know, they, they, especially in security, right. They'll, you know, maybe they still have a lot of infrastructure on prem. And so there's a lot of focus on that. And it just, you, you never know who inside of AWS is going to have relationships beyond just the security suite, right. The whole C-level executive suite. Oh, sure. I, I, I found deals. We got into it. They, you know, they're like, I oh, we don't know if you're a good fit, this, this, and that. I went back on the AWS route, so let me just have a conversation anyway, and then got a little tidbit because, you know, good rapport inside of AWS and the APO. They're like, hey, it was like, hey, by the way, they're moving 3,000 workloads to the, cl- to the cloud right now, and they probably don't understand that you, that, you know, you need to have that. So then they brought us in to say, hey, I know at first look at what we had, maybe not to seem like the best fit for you, but in more discovery, you understood now that you guys have 3,000 workloads moving to the cloud. How are you going to secure and, and Make those things compliant. And they're like, oh, well, we were just going to move them and figure it out later, you know, like, oh, wow. Okay. So here we are. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. manufacturing company. Um, and but yeah, early and often you'd be amazed and surprised. And there's there could be anything. Everybody approaches yeah. it a little bit different. And, and less true here. I'll follow this up. It's probably one of the other things is uh, you know, imagine even if your pricing is public on your website and public on your listing price. The truth is a lot of companies are negotiating, right? They're in your sales funnels. They're negotiating at a better price. It's going to be maybe one of those private offers that's going to be a unique price to them for their scale or the scenario or the quantity or whatever. Like as a seller, whether you're comp neutral or not, right? Wouldn't it be nice to know that they want to buy through the marketplace early than very late, especially if you're not comp neutral, right? Yeah. Because that may alter the way both you but most of us have deal desks too. Deal desks are looking at the financial well-being in that deal, right? So like maybe that listing fee takes your existing discount to a bad deal versus a good deal. That's a hard conversation. That's another reason to like know that earlier, right? Also, when you get into more advanced programs with AWS, they also have propensity to buy. They know the, the companies and how much they're, more likely. And there's a lot of tactics that we can get into. I think as we start touching on co-marketing, that's super valuable. Marketing to the marketplace in your listing, marketing to a bunch of other stuff. And marketplace is is a neat thing. And they're starting to build more and more cool features like uh, vendor insights and stuff that, you know, buyers are just going to, this is just going to the way that business is going to be done in the future. So if you're not there, I think you're missing out. I think that ties a few things up. I'd like to, I'd like to end, uh, we're running up on time. I'd like to end uh, on, um, on something that that you know all of us have seen in the last couple of weeks has been pushed by AWS and especially uh, in Canada uh, when we were there for the Toronto uh, partner thing and when you and me were uh, Michael and me were at the Seattle event um, the thing that AWS is most proud of and I think they should be is the force to research TEI report and Chris Cruz got up in front of the world and said look uh, these three numbers are what you need to know about marketplace. 24, 80, 40, and 24 being you'll, you will win 24% more deals because you are transacting on marketplace. Your deals will be on average 80% larger and your sales cycle will be 40% less. Those numbers are ridiculous. Even if you're not comp neutral to tell a seller, Hey, look, if you bring in marketplace, you have a 24% chance more to close this over your next competitor, possibly. And uh, it could be 80% larger, maybe not this initial deal, but it could grow really, really fast because it's so easy to transact on marketplace. And because it's on marketplace, you don't have to go through legal, you are most of the time, you don't have to go through legal, you don't have to deal with going through a vendor management office and then have those multiple deals that Brett was talking about. I mean, how awesome would it be to take something in January and close, if you have a 12 month cycle, and uh, close that in August as opposed to December. Like, you oh, know, how, how much easier is that for you? And that right there is all anyone really needs to know about marketplace. My opinion. Yeah, I think the other side of that is you talked about the seller side of that Forrester total economic, but there's also a buyer side. Right. Yeah. And so make no mistake, AWS, AWS sellers, all the cloud service providers, they're actually educating and pushing procurement and pushing your buyer to ask and want to transact all their deals this way because it simplifies procurement. Sometimes, you know, I think for all of us that have sold, have you heard of vendor consolidation? Well, guess (laughs) what? You didn't just buy Lacework. You bought another AWS service. 
right? Through the marketplace. And so it all comes on one bill. So now you can check vendor consolidation for some organizations. There's a lot of reasons, simplifying procurement. Imagine seeing all the things you own and all of the you know, start dates and end dates of these contracts in one portal, right? It's all in the AWS console. So there's a lot of benefits for the buyer. And so, you know, like that's just another reason. Like these are all little things, like you all can figure it out. How do you take all these things you know and you're going to spend 90% of your time selling to your organization, your CFO, CTO, general counsel. You have to take all these things, put yourself in their shoes, and then figure out how this is going to be compelling for them to help you and kind of pull this back into your organization. Good points. Really, really good points. You know, the, not to go in reverse too much, just one little tidbit I always like to say when it comes to, you know, you got, you know people look at Marketplace, right? And that, that public listing. But for everybody, it's a vanity listing, right? You oh, really yeah. need it there to advance your eyes. If you accelerate relationship, you need it there because you got to have a listing. But 99% of all your transactions are going to be private offers. 100%. Yeah, or 100% <laughs> because everyone's a snowflake. Like you said, you know, yeah. every deal is going to be different. Nobody's, it's yeah. not going to be $5,000 every single time unless yeah. that's, if that's what you're all about. If that's your model, yeah. cool. But in us in services, you know, and security, it, it's, it's the, it's a snowflake. Everyone has yeah. a, their own individual deal size. So I just want to stick that out there because if you build it, they're not going to come. Sorry, it's not the way it yeah. works. You know. Yeah, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, before we close, then the other question gets into build versus buy. So the good news is AWS, all the marketplaces made this much easier to build your own marketplace listing. Um, it's gotten better, but you always have the choice of like, do I engineer this and wire this to my product or do I buy something? It's so all, I'll plug a uh, tackle you know, both is a great partner to Caddyshack, but also like I've been a customer for a few years and on their advisory board, like that really helped me in many ways, like get started. And, you know, I think that's, that's an easy way. You're going to have to deal with that too. And I think this is for a later subject, but we'll certainly kind of dig in on just the co-build stuff, which this could, if you do it yourself and your team or engineering, this now fits in the cold build bucket, but you can also shift it to just a service you're paying for to make it easier. Well, I think we have our subject matter for, for the next episode. I mean, we can go yeah. down all day. I think co-build, co-build is where we're headed for sure. Like I think co-build, you can, we can spend a lot of time on that yeah. and we'll cover co-market. And then I think, you know, as we just kind of think and, through the next few Brent, episodes. Can you, uh, can you unlock the share screen? I wanted to, I wanted to share something real fast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my, I, one of the things I'd say about that too was, um, let's see. Uh, but like, yeah, the co like I, I was just meaning like we, we could spend, you know, hours on, or, or even like the entire next episode on just like, like you said, build versus buy for marketplace. And what does it mean to have to try to operationalize things like that or operationalize A's, things unlock, like that. Unlock, oh yeah. Unlock. Yeah. I think like, if you guys are following along, like we'll cover the foundational and some of the tips and tricks, but like, as you tune in further, there's best practices. We all have lessons learned top 10, how I sold this, how I sold that, why we did this, all of that stuff is hugely impactful. Uh, Brett, I just want to have, I just have a question. Um, uh, when at, at uh, Reinforce, there seems to be a, uh, a guy with uh, a Thor cape <laughs> and, uh, and a long hair. Um, rumor has it that that could be someone on this podcast. Can you? No, man, that's, that's Cloud Thor. Cloud Thor. I, oh, oh, okay. I, I didn't know. I just wanted to. Just wanted yeah. to make sure. Oh, by the way, the hammer's it. right over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Yes. 
Protector right, of the go. public cloud. That's right. Yeah. You know, you make you make appearances. You, I, you know, when you're famous, it just you can't keep the camera off you. You know, what do you do? Yeah, doing? that's true. Stay tuned for uh, for Cloud Thor at reInvent, and uh, and then also uh, maybe there might be some others involved. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you all for joining. That's a wrap on episode three, and we'll uh, we'll keep the keep the fun going. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Excellent.